Welcome to KICC Malawi's weekly podcast. Today, Deacon Amos Potolani shares with us what it means to be blessed of God. We pray that God will speak to your heart. About it. Hallelujah. So I'm so glad that we are all gathered in this morning, in this place, because we have an appointment with God. Amen. So much has been happening, but God is faithful. The Lord is good. Amen. The Lord is good. Come on, shout with me. The Lord is good. The Lord is good all the time. The Lord is good. When it doesn't make sense, it's okay. The Lord is good. Amen. This morning, we continue in the spirit of worship and in the spirit of God is with us this morning. Amen. So 2021 is our year of printing and progress. Amen. And before we look at where this theme is coming from, we hear this theme every Sunday. Amen. Maybe it has, it has never occurred to you what it really means. But before we look at where this theme comes from, I want us just to take a quick look and see what does planting mean. Amen. Sometimes you just say planting problems. Planting, as you might know, is actually a portrayal of a large, you know, a large sum of a sufficient amount of quantity. Amen. Plenty. More than enough. Got some to feed three, three, five feet. Actually, says you fill my cup and my cup overflows. Plenty, amen. You cannot have room to store plenty because plenty overflows. You cannot catch plenty because plenty is unstoppable. Hallelujah. So it's our year of plenty, the year of overflowing joy, the year of, over, of, of overflowing grace, mercy, plenty. Amen. And when we talk about progress, we talk about advancement, moving forward. You see this growth. Amen. You see this development. Like outside there, you see this development happening, right? We are electing the first. Right now it has stalled, so maybe the progress has stalled. But when we talk about development, you have to see that something is moving from A to another point. So you combine the two. The Lord is speaking, saying this year, I'm going to give you more than enough. I want you to do more. I want you to make progress. I want you to continue to grow. I want you to continue to overflow. Hallelujah. So if we go to the book of Genesis 26, where this story uh, uh, of Isaac is found and where our theme is coming from, we'll see from verse 1 to 3. From verse 1, we'll see, uh, we'll read from verse 1 to 3 and then we'll jump to where the, the theme was taken. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine. Amen. There was famine in the land beside the first famine. There was famine in the land beside the first famine. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerah. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. This is God speaking for Isaac. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. They said, Dwell in this land and I will be with you. This is God speaking for Isaac. Amen. 
after you're told you not to go down to Egypt, it says, dwell in this land, stay in here, because I'm going to bless you, I'm going to be with you. But to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Amen. So if we go down to Genesis, the same, uh, Genesis uh, 6, verse uh, 12, 13 and 14, we continue to read, Then Isaac sowed in that land, amen, and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, just like he had promised in this one, two, and three, amen. The man, this is where the thing comes the man talking about Isaac, who stayed in the land that the Lord said he should and obeyed the voice of God according to what the Lord had taught him that he had swore an oath with his father Abraham. That man, that man began to prosper. Amen. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. So we see that prosperity has got some degrees. Amen. But this Isaac guy prospered, prospered so, so much more. That's why the thing is actually God. Amen. There was an overflowing of his wealth. Verse 14. So he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. They envied him because of his of the prophets that he had. So beside the famine that was happening in the land that Isaac walked, we see that the Lord is still saying something to Isaac and he's telling him, do not go to Egypt. Amen. A place his descendants used to actually go. They used to, to, to go down to, to Egypt. Each time there was a problem, wherever they were sent. And actually, if you go to the New Testament, you see that even our Lord Jesus was taken down to Egypt when there was trouble he was taken down to Egypt. And we see that Egypt was sort of a place where the descendants of Isaac used to go down to find service, to find some peace. But the Lord says, do not go down. God is telling Isaac, not you. Don't even dare. Amen. Don't even think about it, Isaac. You've got to stay here. Stay here because here is where your blessing is. And your blessing is not in this place. Your blessing is in me, the Lord, your God, who made a covenant with your father. Because sometimes we make a, a mistake to think the blessing could be in a place. The blessing is in the world. Hallelujah. So he says, stay here. Don't even move. Don't even think about it. Stay here despite COVID-19. Don't even think about moving. Stay here. Because they're talking about a famine that had occurred beside other calamities that have hit humanity at that time. We've been hit by so many pandemics, so many, so much calamities. But the Lord says, stay here. Stay here and I'll give you plenty. Stay here and I'll give you progress. Because here is where I'll bless you. Just like I swore to your father. Amen. If we go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 16 and 18, and we see what the Lord spoke to Abraham. Genesis 22, verse 16 and 18, now leading the NLT version. This is what the Lord says. 
because you have obeyed him, speaking to Abraham, and have not withheld your son. You know the story where the Lord commanded Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. The same Isaac they're reading about now. Okay? So this is where the story is coming from. Because you have obeyed him, and have not withheld even your son. But you had only one son, right? Your only son. I swear by my own name. I swear by my own name. That I will certainly bless you. Father, it's like God is saying, surely, there's nothing else I'm going to do. But I'll bless you because you're provoked. You're provoked blessing in me. I told you to sacrifice your son. You obeyed. Although you only had that very one son, I will surely bless you. And I will multiply your descendants. You are listening to and I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, including all of us. Amen? And all because you have just done one thing, because you have obeyed my word. That's where the promise That's where the blessing was made. That's where the promise was made. A forever covenant with Abraham. Where he says, everybody that comes from you, that comes from you, will bear your blessing. Amen. This is what the Lord was telling Isaac to say. I need a serious covenant with you. So here, when, when the Lord was saying, stay here, I want you to look at it. And it, not necessarily as in here as in Lilongwe, or here as in Gela, where Isaac was, but here as a place where the Lord had commanded him to stay in him, to be planted in the Lord. Hallelujah. So here is your place of abundance. Christ is your place of abundance. God is your very place of abundance. There is peace in the Lord. Peace in abundance, because we are talking about plenty. Abundance in your relationships, the peace in your marriages. When you stay in the Lord, hallelujah. In your marriage, your career, in your children's life, when you stay in the Lord, because the Lord is blessing Isaac because of what Abraham has done. And he's actually written from what the Father has done. So whatever you do in staying in the Lord, you're actually planting a blessing to other generations. Amen. So you've got to stay here. And that's in everything that concerns you. And God is saying to you today, stay here. Stay in the Lord. Despite whatever you're going through, just be planted in the Lord. Be planted in the presence of God. Do not go down to Egypt. You might be asking, Egypt is very far off, and you're not flying these days without doing all this crazy, crazy logistics of stuff. But the Lord is not talking about that Egypt as a location. What's your Egypt? Your Egypt and man could be different. A place where you think every time you go to, you find peace. A place where when, when, when you go to, you always find that this is well with me. Amen? Don't go down to Egypt. Some of us, maybe our Egypt is some hidden secrets some, some, that, that drags us always to sin. Just like Paul says, I want to do good but all the time I'm prone to back. That could be our secret place. 
our Egypt that nobody knows about, we always go to it. We always run to it because we feel like we can find some peace. But the Lord says, stay in the Lord. Don't go down that path. Amen. Maybe that person that you, sometimes when you're not talking, you're not good terms with your partner, you always go to, right? Yeah. I have quarrels with my wife and I feel like maybe I can talk to someone. Secretly finding solace. The Lord says, don't go down to Egypt. It's going to destroy you. Maybe your Egypt is, is something that actually destroys you. Something that eats up your, your, your spiritual life. Amen. When we were healing this way for the first time, I brought a people that to the first of the center. The Lord healed me really hard of me. He said, don't go down. And he specifically told me my Egypt at that time. And from January to now, it's been a battle where every time I sit, I'm like, I'm not going down to Egypt. And at that time, I'm speaking like that. Oh, it's not well. Amen. Oh, it's not well. And I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go down that side. Because what happens in Egypt is very crazy. You remember the Israelites when they were out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness walking to Canaan, to a promised land? They started remembering Egypt. Because Egypt is where all the good is up. It's where you, you remember good. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling now, yes. But there, at least, I found some solace there. And the Lord says, no, not, not you. Don't even think about it. The, the, the Israelites started talking about watermelons. Imagine, it's a season of watermelons right now. And we are enjoying them so much. But they started remembering, although we were, we were doing some hard labor in Egypt, but there was at least some watermelons. This canon, this canon philosophy in China is not working for us. We better go down to Egypt. The Lord said, no, not you. Because I've got a plan for you. I'm going to bless you in a place called here. Here meaning the Lord. Here in Christ. Be planted here. So you've got to stay here. Sometimes, you know, finances are not going so well. We always think we can go through some Mongolia somewhere. The Lord says, no, don't do this. I'm going to survive because I am Jehovah. Stay here. So God says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you, not there, but I'll be with you here. As long as you stay. Because it's one thing the Lord commanding you to stay here and you disobey. And the Lord will be here waiting for you. With his blessing. The blessing is raw according to the father Abraham. We're going to take a look at that shortly. And when the Lord comes, you are not here. You remember, you remember brother, brother Adam and sister Eve, right? When he says stay here where your blessing is, they sought solace in leaves. And the Lord had to go, where are you? Because he couldn't find them in the place called here. They had moved and moved. So the Lord says, don't even dare. Even when things are not going so well with me, stay here. At least we've got to listen with one another. So the Lord says, come. Let us He's challenging us. Let us listen one another. Sometimes we have messed up the Lord. We have found our mouth. Oh, well, if we have forgotten about it, we can come back and say, the Lord, ah, so where are we? The Lord says, no. Even if you mess up, stay. So when you stay here, the Lord is going to multiply you. The Lord is going to give you a supernatural wisdom to make sure you maneuver out of your situation. 
He's going to give you a testimony. He will move you from glory to glory. He will move you from a level to another level. He will take you from grace to grace. If you go to John 1 verse 16, our theme for this month is actually says about this. It talks about us after through the fullness of Christ that we have all received grace upon grace. Hallelujah. So when he says stay here, he's going to provide for the place that the Lord is saying. He's not crazy. He knows what he's saying. Let's go back to Genesis 26 verse 12. Verse 12 there's something peculiar that we want to, we need to, to take a look at and pay attention to. It says, then Isaac, verse 12, then Isaac in that land, the land that the Lord had told him to stay, and he had obeyed and stayed, then Isaac sowed, hallelujah, he sowed in that land, and he reaped in the same year. You can underline that Isaac sowed, and also underline that he reaped in the same year. Because our God is faithful. And he lived a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. So Isaac actually sold in that land. What did you sow in this year? When the Lord, because I remember this verse, this chapter being read in totality at God and Peacock, and we're paying attention. And something about sowing came up. You know, usually when the topic of giving and sowing. We shut our ear like that. We are ready to But the Lord is speaking in front of the Isaac sold in that land because the Lord said, Stay here and I'm going to bless you because I swore to your father that I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to fight your enemy and bless you indeed. And here he void and he sold. So in that land he sold and the Lord was faithful. But in the same year, if you go down to the same verses that we read, the Philistines actually started envying him because of his harvest. In the same land that everybody had sold, everybody had stayed, something peculiar happened to Isaac. That when he sold, when he obeyed the voice of God, his harvest was actually multiplied. Plenty. Amen. So what did you sow in this year? What did you sow in this land? In this place that the Lord said you should stay. The Lord, in this place that the Lord is commanding you to say. If you go to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 6, there's a principle about sowing that is very interesting. I've forgotten which version I used, but 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16 says, Remember this, the farmer who plants a few seeds will have a very small harvest. But the farmer who plants because what is there, the farmer who plants because he has received God's blessings will receive a harvest of God's blessings in return. Amen? So in 2021, the Lord blessed him. Today is October 31, in case you forgot. And we are remaining with November and December. And in December, it's that marathon where we come here and stay in the presence of God in prayer and in fasting, finishing the year in start. In other words, the year is just about to be ended. But what I know is that the Lord blessed you. And the Lord surely blessed you. Amen? And so the question is coming again. What did you sow? You cannot say you did not have enough. 
Because the farmer who is sowing, he's sowing because of the motive that is in his heart. The Lord has blessed me, and I'm going to sow. And the, 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 the principle of sowing says, God's blessings will be added to him in return. Plenty, bountiful. Amen. So he expected you and me to sow so that we can enable us to leap plenty this year. So maybe we went about talking about plenty and progress without sowing, and the Lord was just watching and waiting for us. To say, Isaac did so, and I blessed him in the very same year. Amen. So what did you sow? Isaac lived because he sowed, and before 2021 ends, if you, 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 you took your seed and blessed the Lord with, I'm here just to declare with, to you that the Lord is faithful. Amen. Maybe you've been waiting for it, but here is your word this morning. The Lord is faithful. If Isaac sowed in that year and he reaped in the same year, the Lord is faithful. Amen. He's surely going to visit you. Remember, it's still plenty in progress. So Isaac lived because he sowed. And the Lord is going to make you to have a bountiful harvest in this year. There was a certain month we were talking about a month of a ready harvest. The Lord was just preparing us to say, I can see what you're doing. Here is a bountiful harvest for you. Plenty, a bountiful harvest for you. And because you're going to need grace as you're, you're, you're harvesting, because it's a lot of harvest, just like Peter and his fellow fishermen had, he had to beg on his flames. You have to say, this is so much plenty. Can you come and help me? The Lord is faithful. Amen. So you shall reap a bountiful. Abundant blessing is knocking on your doors. I said abundant blessing is knocking on your doors. Abundant blessing is knocking on your career. When you turn this side, abundant blessing, because God is faithful. Maybe our marriages have been so much on the ground and we don't even know our relationships are so much in a maze. But the Lord says, as long as you stay here, here in the Lord, plenty of peace. I'm going to sort out your issues. Every side you turn, I'm going to give you an abundant blessing. An abundant harvest. Because the Lord is faithful. Everywhere you turn, if you stay in the Lord, if you sow your seed out of your heart, a pure heart, everywhere you turn, people are going to surprise you. People are going to actually load you with plenty. Do you, do you actually know the meaning of loading? Okay. We are building right here, right? I was uh, with Uncle James some time when we, we could go by Qualitas. And when we do the pool, we will begin to load. So the Lord is going to load you. Everywhere you go, people that you're going to meet, because you are in the Lord, they have no choice, but the, the people are going to load you with plenty. They're not going to give you. They're going to load. I wish someone would get this. The Lord is going to load you with plenty. If you have never done what I'm talking about. If you want to buy bricks, they load the bricks in the truck. Picture that happens before you. Because you're staying in the world. Because you are faithful before the same world. Amen. The question is, if you saw if you haven't, if you've been neglecting this, if you've been procrastinating this, we still have two months that you can challenge the Lord, say, 
Okay, people saw it in January we've been weeping, but I'm here. I'm not your forgotten son. I'm not your forgotten daughter. I've heard your word. I'm gonna sow. Although it's two months, you do not come late. You do not come late. The Lord is always on time. Amen. So the Lord is calling you to sow. He's calling you to sow in this place. He says, stay here and so please sow here because here is your way, your harvest. Please. Hallelujah. You cannot sow in this field and harvest in another. That's crazy. It never happens. They are going to arrest you. You go to your farm, you sow there, and you go to your same farm and you reap there. Amen. That's how it happens. So stay here and sow here in the Lord. We've been talking about this covenant that the Lord made with Abraham. Let's take a look at a short, you know, let's take some time and just take a deep dive into that and just see what the blessing of God is. So we can actually see. Amen. Then why of all people did I choose Abraham? The title of our message is the blessed. Amen. The blessed of God. As we are reading these verses, you are actually going to see the blessed of God so much more. So why Abraham? In, uh, in Genesis, not Abraham, fifteen verse six. Abraham fifteen verse six. But in Genesis fifteen verse six, Hallelujah. In Genesis fifteen verse six, Abraham believed in the Lord. Amen. Abraham believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So what Abraham did was to trust the word of God. When the Lord spoke to him, he got hold of it and he believed the word of God. And just because he had he believed in the word of God, what did God do? He, he accounted to him righteousness. That's something so profound, amen? In Romans 4 verse 3, talking about the same scenario that happened in Genesis 15. He says, well, what does the scripture say about righteousness? The scripture says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him righteousness. Only if you can choose to believe God this morning, only if you choose to believe what the Lord is saying to you and have faith in him, you become the new righteousness. You don't need to do anything else. You just need to believe in him. It's so easy. So simple. Out of your heart to believe in God. And you are right. You know, in this day, it's very simple. In the old world. Because it was your works, what you have done, that had proved that you are really worthy. So the person being declared righteous in this state has aimed nothing at all. He hasn't aimed anything, he has only been given everything. And that everything has been given freely. When you're talking about earning, is when you wake up in the morning from 1st of October to the 31st of October and you go to your workplace. Work. When you work, you earn something. That's why they pay you at the end of the day. So you should understand what we are talking about this morning. So you earn something. You, you do something about it. And they pay you. They say, here is for your problem. For waking so early to come into this office. For waking so early and make all the noise you make in the, in the field. Here is a thousand dollars. You have earned your wages. But when you talk about righteousness, you don't have it. You are given. 
is given to you. And what you should do is just to believe in the Lord. That's what Abraham had done. He believed in the way that God said, and the Lord accounted to him righteous. In Romans 4, verse 7 to 8, it says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. Blessed are those whose sins are covered. And blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute sin. This is the greatest blessing that the Lord forgives your sin. That the Lord covers your sin. That the Lord remembers no more your iniquities. And you are called your Amen. So we see that forgiveness cannot be given. And that forgiveness can only be given by the giver. Who is the giver? Not to someone, but the Lord. Amen. It can only be given by the Lord. So this morning I need you to believe in the Lord. Because God declares you and me righteous. Just like Abraham, our father, if by faith we believe and we choose to believe in him, the Lord who also delivered his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins of the cross. Not only dying on the cross, but he raised him back to life. Imagine if Jesus had died and he was never taken back to life. So he had to raise him so that you and I can receive our justification of God. That you and I can also call him our Lord and our Savior. Not only the Jews. Amen. And we thank God that the Jews actually actually uh, chose to, to deny him. So what is this blessing we are talking about? The blessing that the Lord has said about Abraham. When I talk about blessing, when I, when I hear the word blessing, I see something like faith. Amen? Like a gift that I do not receive. Something that has been bestowed, not by, by my, 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 my partner, but by God. But the Lord can actually calm down and place a gift, place a favor, something that I cannot imagine. I started classes, and this was the time that I had to go back to my notes. In the ancient Greek, the word blessing was often referred to something special. You wouldn't call anyone blessed during the Old Testament. Blessing, a blessing was something unique. It was only placed upon the selected few. That's why you read about people that were cast out of the city because we are viewed to be a people that we are ignored by God, cursed by God. Amen? So, blessing, when we talk about being blessed, following from the, the, the Greek language, the word blessed is called makarios. And I'm going to be using that word deliberately this morning. Because the word makarios denotes a state of happiness, where you know nothing can move you. Just like Abraham. And we have said we're going to take a look at our father Abraham and see what had happened for the Lord to call him blessed. For the Lord to say, I'll bless you. I'll bless not only you, but the people that come to me. Amen. So what had happened for the Lord to call blessed, uh, Abraham Makarios? Makarios, or blessed, is a state 
of one who has become a partaker of God. Not a partaker of God's service or a partaker of what God can do, but a partaker of God. Amen? A partaker of God. That you are partaking in that trinity. You are partaking. You are becoming. Someone who is becoming. Amen? The word says, uh, the Bible talks about us when we behold the word as in a mirror that we become. Right? That we become what the word says. We partake what the word says. So when the word says you are healed, when you read the word and you are partaking the word, you become healed. That's what the word is saying. It's like a state that you are becoming. You are partaking of God. You are experiencing the fullness of God. You are experiencing everything that is God. Not everything that God gives. Because you give out of what is there. Hallelujah. So the Makarios is actually a supreme blessing. It's something that is supernatural. A special blessing placed upon the selector. A special blessing placed upon the righteous. In the Old Testament, you see this special blessing becoming more pronounced in people like Abraham, in people like Isaac, in people like David, in so many other servants of God. Elijah, they were the blessed ones of God, the martyrs of God, the ones that God says, whoever comes and fights with you is fighting with me. Why? Because they had become one with God. Hallelujah. So when the enemy comes, he doesn't see you, he sees God. Why? Because you are the Macarius of God, the blessed of God. You have become one with God. There is no gap, there is no separation between you and him. You are one. Actually, you are God. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that concept because it's beautiful. It says, we become him. Not God like what the devil wanted to become, but we become like him. The Bible in Psalms says, who is man that you are mindful of? That you have elevated him a little higher than the angels. So we become one with him. Amen. Now, the funny thing is that the opposite of blessed or the opposite of Macarius is not necessarily that you say blessed blessed or blessed or not blessed. The opposite of Macarius is actually cursed. So it's, it's actually more serious here. When the Lord says I've blessed you, it's like I have seen the Spirit of the Lord with me. Whatever that is me is in you. That is why when the Lord was speaking to Abraham in that verse, he says, I will go with you. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you is like he's cursing me. So I will deal with them. You are the blessed of God. So what blessings did Abraham have that can actually, we can actually aspire to also inherit? We can actually aspire to have. If we go to Galatians chapter 3, it's 13 and 14, they're talking about something profound, about a blessing. And about the righteousness of God. So Christ has become, has redeemed us from the case of the law. You know, the law, the law is death. Because if you do not do the law, the punishment that the law denotes comes on you. But the Lord came to break the case of the law. And that's what we are seeing on Galatians. It says, Christ, Jesus Christ, has redeemed us from the case of the law. Being made a case for us. Amen. 
And it is written, cursed is everyone that is hung on a tree. Jesus was hung on a tree. He became our case. So that we are the blessed ones of God. That the blessing of Abraham might come even on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit of God through faith. Amen. So we see again that we, when we believe, when we have faith in him, we partake of this blessing that the Lord had pronounced on Father Abraham, the father of faith. You are not supposed to be born directly from him even when you are a Gentile like me, when you have faith in the Lord, when you believe in the Lord, you automatically become a descendant of Abraham and you automatically enjoy the Macarius of God. So your enemies become the enemies of God. Amen? So Abraham did not operate under any case because he was with God. Because he was one with God. Amen? He could not operate under any case. It doesn't mean that there were no cases around him. But when he planted himself in the, in the Lord, the case couldn't find him. The case couldn't work. One with God. He was blessed. He was the Macarius of God. And nothing could rob him this blessedness of sin. This blessedness state, this, this state that we're in, nothing could snatch him of it. So I'm happy to declare this morning that this Abrahamic blessing that you have taken can also partake of it. In Genesis 12, verse 1 and 3, verse 1 to 3, Genesis 4, verse 1 to 3. Let's just start with that. Let's start with scripture. Verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, before he changed his name, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will bless you, and I will make you a great nation. And I'll make your name great. Amen. And you shall be blessed. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. And I will bless those who bless you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Is your family in this world? Is your family in this world? And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. When they say all the families, I saw my families being blessed. I saw your families being blessed. Amen. So this is the covenant that the Lord had said to Abraham. That is actually reminding Isaac to say, when you stay here, this is what is going to happen. When you stay in the Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Because I showed your father that I'm going to bless you. We will take some time. This one is going to see that I'm not what's going to happen. We will take some time to go through some of the non specific blessings the Lord has put and made for him to go through. In that, as we are going through this blessing one by one, I want you and I to connect to that blessing. Take 
Just like the book of Galatians has said, that because we are made righteous in Christ, the blessing of God is our portion. Amen? Amen. So, the nine blessings that we, we must enjoy from being the descendants of Abraham by faith. Remember, we have seen that we are not supposed to be born there, there, even though we were born in Baraka or in Kalili. As long as we are in the Lord, we connect to this blessing of Abraham. Because we are made righteous when we believe in God. Amen. So, nine blessings that we must enjoy from being descendants of Abraham. As much faith as I have. And even if you have little faith, the Lord just uh, asks us to have a small faith that that we must receive. Like a grain of the sand for this to happen. Number one, Abraham had the privilege to commune with God. And we see that on Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Everything that we're reading here is actually coming from that Genesis chapter 4. So, Genesis 12, verse 1, we see that Abraham was given the privilege to commune with God. What is to commune? When we're having communion, what we are doing is to to be one with God. And I talked about this previously, that the blessedness state makes us to be connected to God, to be one with Him. So Abraham had the, commune, the, the, the privilege to commune with God. Abraham, although he was born in idolatry, his ancestors were not idols, his parents were not believers, and actually some people believe that, you know, the, the act of the Bible says these parents were worshipping idols, were idol worship. That's where Abraham was born. So it doesn't actually take where you are born. It, it, it's, it's not where you're coming from. It's where you're planted. Here, right here in the Lord. So his ancestors were worshipping idols. But what did God do? God singled him out. He singled him out of his, his clan, his tribe, to give him a mission so that he can bless him. Took him out of, the, uh, of, of, of all the worship of idols so that Abraham can have fellowship with God. Amen. So, what a blessing we have to be able to commune with Him, to be singled out out of the many. You were actually fished out. We sing in, in a vernacular song that the Lord has actually taken us from the man, He has actually grabbed us from where we were to single us out and make us, give us a, a mission and say, I've singled you out and I've called you the blessed of God. Amen. Some of us, the place we have, the things we have, the things we have, say, it's not you, take me out Say, although your family, although your people worship idols, I want you to start serving me. I want you to worship me. In Isaiah 30, verse 2, this verse was also pronounced yesterday in the conversations. Thine ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in when you turn to the right and when you turn to your left, you will hear the Lord calling you. Say, 
this is the path I want you to take. Walk on this path. That's what the Lord has done to Abraham. He pulls and here they are doing what the Lord says. I want to see where you are from where you are. And anyone that has this blessing of Abraham can never go wrong. Because God is with him. God speaks his word. The number of times God would ask Abraham to proceed to some place where he would actually later tell him what to do. Actually, his calling was crazy because he told him, come out of your clan and I'll, I'll take you to a land I'll show you. And someone was preaching, should be Pastor Najaf or Mr. Yama. He says, I'll take you out of this place and I'll give you a land. And maybe Salah was asking, or people were asking, Abraham, where are you going? He says, the Lord is going to show me. Because it wasn't making sense. The Lord had just said, I'll take you to some place. Amen? And God was testing Abraham each and every time. But the Lord saw that Abraham was faithful. He heard the voice of God. And he followed God. So it doesn't matter where you were born from. It doesn't matter what circumstances you were born in. Whether you were born in wedlock or you were born out of wedlock like me. The Lord will single you out and he will bless you. Because the Lord is faithful. As long as you plant yourself in Christ, the blessing of Abraham is also following you. So the circumstances of your birth has nothing to do with your future. The circumstances of your, of your life right now has nothing to do with what God can do. What you need to do is to plant yourself in God. And the Macarius of God is based on you. You become the partaker of God. You begin to commune with Him. You commune to become one with God. God with you, you with God, in such a way that when, when everything is coming and looking to locate you, they can't find you. All they see is the Macarius of God. All they see is God. Hallelujah. As long as you are in Christ, the blessing of Abraham is your portion. As long as you are in Christ, you are the Macarius of God. The Macarius of God. Don't just close your eyes and lift your hands and pray with you. May you May you and myself be blessed with the privilege to hear. May God bless me and may God bless you with a blessing to hear and also to commune with God, to become one with God. May your ears recognize the voice of God. May your ears recognize the voice of the Spirit of God. You shall not hear any other voice. You only hear the voice of God. And right now we come in agreement as we are hearing the voice of God. We cancel all other voices that are lying to you. We cancel all other voices that are lying to us right now. We come against any other voices from the pits of hell. And we declare when we turn to the right, we shall hear the Lord speaking to us. When we turn to the left, we shall hear the Lord speaking to us. The voice of God is the only voice that we are going to hear. And right now we are disrupting, we are disconnecting any network between you and anything that is not from God in the name of Jesus Christ declare with me by faith that you refuse any evil voices just voice out speak with your mouth 
I refuse any evil voices. I rebuke any suicidal thoughts. I rebuke any suicidal thoughts in my life. I rebuke any suicidal thoughts in my children's life. I rebuke any suicidal thoughts in my partner's life. In the name of Jesus, in your parents' life, we will not accept anyone here to hang themselves or kill themselves just because they heard an alien voice, just because the devil lied to them. We will not accept anybody to kill themselves before their time. Because when you turn to the light, the Lord is going to speak to you. This is the path. When you turn to the left, the Lord is going to speak to you. Follow in this path in the name of Jesus. And right now we speak a prayer of agreement, Lord. We cancel any evil voices. We cancel any evil plans. Any whispering that is not from you, we will not hear it. We disconnect the network right now. We pull down their towers in our houses. We pull down their towers in the church in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we are the materials of God. We are becoming one with God. You know it's painful when you hear so and so have, have hanged themselves or maybe they have committed suicide. It's because they hear strange voices. The devil is a liar. The book of John says the devil has never told any truth. The Actually the Bible calls him the father of lies. So don't listen to him. And do not permit anyone in my family to hear this voice. And what we are doing right now to say, everyone in my family is a blessed one of God. They will not hear any strange voice. Because the devil is a lie. It's good all the time. Number two, Abraham was blessed with divine revelation. Amen. So there was divine revelation that Abraham was blessed. Milk and honey. Milk and honey are good. Okay? When I was in college, uh, leveling from the Lukemi, uh, one of the strong services in the May, and he was preaching, and he says, in every believer's house, we have got to give milk and honey. Because the Lord has promised us that we are going to a land of milk and honey. And he told us that if in the house you do not have milk and honey, you are not there yet, because the Lord has not taken you to a promised land. How many of you have milk and honey in your house? So milk and honey are good, but they are not, they are not easy to come back in the desert. Amen. In the desert, that's where Abraham was actually taken to, because when they were dividing the plot between him and his cousin Lot, actually Abraham was crazy. He said, Lot, be the first one to choose, and I'll take the other land. And the Lord took Abraham into the desert. Last week, Sister Yama was taking us, was selling actually to us the wilderness experience. And when you go to that preaching, you see that when you go to the desert, it's not easy for you to find milk. It's not, it's, not, it's not an easy experience. It's an experience that tempts us, it puts us down. It's a very horrible experience. But the Lord promising that when you go with me in this journey, I'll actually provide you. Even milk and honey. In your desert. In the wilderness. The more we should actually be glad when we are walking through this wilderness. You cannot see it because you are using the physical eyes. But when you are the materials of God, milk and honey follows you. Amen. So milk and honey cannot come. They don't easily come in the desert. But Abraham was laid to a place where milk and honey existed to enjoy in the wilderness. So he was in the wilderness. But his wilderness was different. 
His friends were actually surprised that we thought that Abraham is in the wilderness and all is done and he's done, he's finished. It was so crazy because look at honey was following Abraham. Why? He was one with God. Amen. Amen. He was one with God. So the Lord will provide for you. Irrespective of whatever is happening in your life. As long as you stay in the So may your eyes be open to see where your milk and where your honey has been kept for you in Jesus' name. Maybe you've been waiting for this milk and for this honey. Milk and honey can represent so many goodies, so many things, but they may long open your eyes so you'll be able to see where your milk and honey has been hidden in the name of Jesus. May, your, may God bless you with spiritual and physical knowledge, even when you're going through the hardest of times. May God nourish your health. May God protect your health. May God even protect you and give you physical health. You know, because we as Christians, sometimes we miss it. We, we so much focus on, on our wellness in the spirit. And we so much lose it on the physical. That's why when we are hit by a disease, we, we are sort to say the Lord is good. Anything can happen. The Lord says, even when, when things are not going so well with you, I am with you. What we are supposed to do is to grab that promise that he says, I am with you. He showed nothing else. He showed Pastor talked about this during the Illinois this year. Some of us were born So even right here in your circumstance, God says, I'm Jehovah Shah. I'll provide for you. So even in the spirits, even in the physical, the Lord will provide. Let's lift up your hands again as we pray. The Lord says, I know you are tilling. I know you're working hard. I know you are tilling a ground. That already looks like maybe you're working so hard in your job and it thinks things may, may not feel like they're working. But someone will whisper to you. Somebody will whisper to you about a place where your honey has been given, where has been hidden, where your milk has been hidden. And I pray right now, may, may the Lord open your eyes. May the Lord open your ears to hear the whispering of the voice of God in the name of Jesus. That you will see your God mind and you'll be able to dig it and you'll be able to nourish your life. You'll be able to nourish your spiritual life. I declare in the name of Jesus that you will walk in the revelation of God, in the macarius of God and the voice of God will surround you, will direct you to where your blessing is in the name of Jesus. Some of us, our blessing has been hidden. 
people have locked our blessing somewhere. I declare right now, as we're ending October, I declare that we are also ending anything that the Lord, that the devil has been hiding for you. We are breaking it, and I release the supernatural whispering in the name of Jesus. It is done. Amen. Number three, Abraham was promised and given a land by God. Amen. So Abraham was promised and given a land by God. He received a territorial gift. Coming from a land that was not to a land that the Lord said I will give you. And there the Lord blessed him. So he received a territorial gift. He received a location of blessing. So even though the land was already occupied by other people, God did not care. He gave it to Abraham. Because Abraham had become one with God. So he arrived as a visitor. He arrived as a tenant. He arrived as a foreigner. But later the Lord made him to be the landlord. Hallelujah. Later the Lord made him to be the landowner because the blessing of God was with Abraham. He was actually the blessing. He was actually the blessed of God. So some of us, the Lord is giving us a blessing of land right now, a, lo a location of blessing right now, and you are no longer a foreigner in that land. You may have come in that place as a tenant. You may have come in that place as a foreigner, as an alien, but the Lord is saying, no, no longer a tenant, no longer a foreigner. I'm, I'm putting you as a place that belongs to you. Amen. You're no longer a beggar in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you are partaking of the location of blessing, a territorial blessing, a territorial anointing. Why? Why did God give a land that had already belonged to other people and had given it to Abraham? Because Psalms 24 verse 2 says that the, the earth belongs to God. Amen? So the landlord of everything in this world is God. So he can actually choose to do anything. So if you are becoming one with him, one with him, you can actually decide to bless you with one. And the fullness thereof, the world. And they that dwell in them. So it did not matter where the Lord took Abraham to, that he had found some people there. But the blessing of God was with Abraham. As long as you stay in the Lord, it doesn't matter what other people are already doing in the place the Lord is planting. God is going to cause you to prosper. He's going to cause you to flourish, to have plenty and progress, not irrespective of whatever is happening, but because of the blessing that the Lord swore to Abraham. That is resting. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes again and lift your hands again as we pray together. May God you give you a territorial blessing. May God give you a territory of your own in the name of Jesus. On the surface of this earth, may God cave out a place for you as an inheritance in the name of Jesus. If there is if, if there be any Hittite occupying your place, if there be any Jebusite occupying your place, if there be any Perizzite or any place, any person occupying your place, occupying your territory, occupying your destiny, I'm hereby declaring their evacuation right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, agree with me that they are evicted in your place. Come on, agree with me that their eviction and their evacuation papers are ready. That their evacuation papers are ready and we are saving them already in the spirit. They begin to evacuate because that place 
belongs to you in the name of Jesus. Begin to release and chase anybody occupying your place, anybody occupying your position at your workplace, anybody occupying your workplace. Begin to evacuate them in the name of Jesus. Evacuating everybody occupying your career, everybody occupying your territory in your pursuits, all around you. Begin to evacuate anybody that is occupying the place that belongs to your children because the eviction notice is ready right now in the name of Jesus. Others are occupying your place, the place of your children. It is time to lift up a voice to God and say, God, we evacuate them right now. We evacuate them right now in the name of Jesus. We are saving them with an evacuation notice. We are saving them with an eviction notice right now in the name of Jesus. Some Jebusites are occupying your marriage. Some Hittites are destroying your marriages. Some Perizzites are occupying your marriages, are occupying your careers, are occupying your, your educational space. But right now the Lord is saying, because I gave Abraham a territorial blessing, they are evicted in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost, may the power of the Holy Ghost cause you to possess every land that you step into in the name of Jesus. When you step in your workplace, that place the Lord has already given to you, that territory is yours because the blessing of God, the territorial blessing, the territorial anointing is resting upon you because you have believed in the Lord, because you have planted yourself in the Lord in the name of Jesus. So any parasite, any Jebusite, any Hittite, any whatever site occupying your territory right now, we evacuate them in the name of Jesus. Just shout amen with me. Amen. It is done. Amen. Abraham was also enjoying another peculiar blessing. Abraham was promised and he became a great nation. Amen. So there are only about 15.2 million Jews worldwide according to the Jewish agency. 20, uh, research that was done in September 2021. 15.2 uh, million Jews scattered around the world. But only seven, about 7 million of them are actually occupying in the physical place called Israel right now. They are the most feared by more than a 300 million Arab league of people that are actually envying them. The people of Israel are actually envied by anybody everywhere they go because God blesses them. Amen. Five million of these Jews were actually killed in 1939. We know the story. In 1905. But they are still great. Although the number is small, but their greatness cannot be matched. Cannot be matched. But they are a fruitful people. They are a terrible people to face in battle. Amen. Why? Because the blessing of Abraham blessed them. They are very unique in Israel. In Deuteronomy the, 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 the 2, verse 25, Deuteronomy 2, verse 25 says, This day I will begin to put the dread and uh, the dread and the fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you this is now the blessing that God is speaking to those that are planted to us amen and in the turn of 11 verse 25 for you to understand why everybody fears are people that are coming from the, the, the descendants of Abraham from verse 25 to, uh, chapter 11 22 no man shall be able to stand against you. Are you planted in Christ? Hear this. No man shall be able to stand against you. Because the Lord of God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon every land where you shall step. 
every land where you shall go. He says this to you. Hallelujah. Just lift those hands in the air as we pray. May the Lord, as we prepare to you, may the Lord bring you out as a great nation. May the Lord bring you to be a great nation. May the Lord bring out a great nation in you in the name of Jesus. May God not only add to you, may God, may God multiply you. May God cause you to be planted in the name of Jesus. May the fear of you be upon all your neighbors. May the fear of you be upon all the witches around you in the name of Jesus. May no one dare to mess with you in the name of Jesus just because you are planted in Christ. Just because you are hidden yourself in Christ. May you be a force to be noted. May you be a force to be respected just because of the seed you are calling. The seed of Christ. The incorruptible seed of Jesus Christ. May you be the Macarius of God. The blessing that cannot be opposed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he strengthen you through the listening and implementation of this word in your life. We'll see you next week. Bye.